Welcome to Energetic Influence, where we discuss energy in all its forms, including spiritual, and its influence on us collectively and as individuals. And now your host of Energetic Influence, David Houston. Thanks for joining me again. I want to talk about technology, how technology has tremendously helped mankind, humankind, could be uh, considered a tool for advancement or empowerment, and at the same time, certain advances in technology can be used to enslave, which sounds ridiculous. How can you, how can something be, help to advance you and something to help enslave you at the same time? It's usually involves or it usually involves uh, who is using the invention or the technology now a lot of people like to equate technology with electronics and that's a great connection to make however technology in its most rudimentary definition is any advancement a five gallon bucket is a technologically advanced invention because at one time there existed no five gallon buckets in the world One day somebody decided, hey, five-gallon bucket sounds like a great size to start with, and bam, we got five-gallon buckets. Mass-produced, metal ones, plastic ones, probably biodegradable ones, I don't know. Anyway, the point is, any technological advance is an advance in technology. We have just equated it with electronics because of the rapid and almost unreal advance in electronics that has taken place in modern time. With that technological advance, we have seen a rise in the ability to communicate. Now, this is, is it a double-edged sword? I'm not sure, but the, the idea of being able to carry the world in your pocket, meaning you have access to the information that's on the internet via your phone or tablet, or even watch but having access to that information um, if you're allowed you also could have access to communicating with one two fifty a thousand a million ten million a billion people uh, you have automatic translators so I could speak in English and some software somewhere through algorithms translates it to uh, whatever language that person may want or need to hear it in to their language. That's pretty cool. Uh, At the same time, technology has given us the world of special effects. And the world of special effects creates the illusion in our minds where we suspend our grasp of reality and open ourselves to interpreting a story. Now, we all, and I say we, it's, it's growing smaller and smaller by the day, but reading a book, you would suspend your, your reality and you would go inside the story of the storyteller. Now, that was completely dependent upon the storyteller's ability to convey a message or to present reading material in such a way that enraptured you, and engulfed you, it, it took you into that world. The thing about great writing is you can't wait to get to the bottom of the page to flip it and see what's going to happen next. And those are typically called cliffhangers. And they have moved over into screenplays and 
media that we consume electronically instead of in book form. I know even book form has now, you know, been electronic books. And I, I thoroughly enjoy having a library, so to speak, of books uh, that I can read at any given time in my pocket without the cumbersome toting around of the weight and volume of actual books. However, I do love a book, holding a book, flipping the pages, certain books that come from certain old stores, having that old book smell. There's something about an old book. It's really pretty cool. Anyway, the point is the technology that we have and the advances in that technology empower and enlighten and broaden our minds and our horizons as far as what we know, what we think, how we communicate those ideas, how we share those ideas, allowing other people to comment on those ideas, whether they agree or disagree, can be used for good or ilk. And it's the ilk part that concerns me. And so when you look back at advances in technology, and that could be in advances in medicine as well, and you've got the Teslas and the Royal Raymond Reifs and what's his name? Wilhelm Reich. There's a number of them. I should have all this information in front of me, but I don't. The point is, these people made tremendous strides in advancing technology for the betterment of mankind only to have it confiscated and done away with or repurposed for, say, an ulterior motive that was not conducive to the betterment of mankind or humankind, however you want to phrase it. Um, but then let's consider the fallen realm. You know, the the entities that we rarely speak of, and if we do, it's usually from a horror movie perspective or some strange connection that people like to make in their minds about the supernatural or the spiritual. Or they get all new agey and they want to talk about things that are kind of connected. But if you're in that, if I'm just going to say be careful with the new agey thought because these fallen realms can connect to those items that are used or utilized in a new age environment to lead people astray, uh, to lead people down paths thinking that they have power or that they have abilities and I'm not discounting the human ability or the human desire to overcome or to achieve because that is a very powerful motivator the point is just being mindful of the energy that you allow into your life and so to minimize evil spiritual energy is to pretend that it doesn't exist and by pretending that it doesn't exist then you kind of think well maybe since it doesn't exist because you've already adopted that mindset in your own mind then you really open yourself up for deception because you've convinced yourself that it doesn't exist there's a lot of talk in certain circles that i listen to and research with or read into uh, the possibility of the whole ufo or uap deception and there is a big question i have as to well why would the vatican spend so much money time effort and energy on observing the heavens why would they have a giant telescope out on mount graham called lucifer and when you look at the acronym for that telescope and it's a huge binary or a binocular telescope the the acronym is quite a number of words and they just happen to string the words together and not even use every word in the description of that telescope but they picked the words that 
happened to conveniently spell out the word Lucifer. And again, Lucifer is not a title. It is a description of Lightbringer, and that's another subject. But the point is, why would the Vatican be looking into this? If, if they didn't know something or if they weren't preparing to present themselves possibly in the future as being the group or authority on this subject, if this subject were to materialize into some sort of grand disclosure that is being talked about and promoted. And again, if you consider Project Bluebeam, if you consider mass hypnosis, if you consider uh, the introduction of drugs, including LSD and other hallucinogens, to public or to the population, uh, or even just through hypnotic trance that can be induced from a frequency from a TV monitor, there's a lot of abilities that can be taken advantage of by, say, people in power or authority who have a different motive as to why they would want to coerce the people into believing something that could be a lie. And we're told about this in the scriptures to to be ready for a grand delusion, a delusion so much so that if, if it weren't dealt with, even the elect or the, the, one, the chosen people would be deceived. So it's going to be on a grand scale that nobody's even really ready for. But again, technology has kind of made that happen. And I'm saying electronic technology. And through the electronic technology, there's been great advances to be made with the ability to communicate, the ability to share ideas, and to collaborate even. That's kind of where I am with this podcast. In the creation of this one, it was to help a friend of mine with his podcast. And I had another project going on, and I thought, well, what better way to organize my thoughts than to organize them as haphazard as they are through, and I picked 10, so it's going to be the first 10 episodes of this podcast I'm going to convert into, would it be a documentary? I'm not sure, because I'm going to use a few other interesting uh, features that uh, have become available to humankind to create this video project. When it comes out, I'll let you know all about it. I'm going to have fun doing it, like I'm, have, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing right now. And so I'm looking forward to it on a multi, on, I'm looking forward to it from a multiple of angles. And those angles are going to hopefully uh, encourage other people to do the same, something similar, or to think on their own or to think about things that may have not thought about, may have not considered. A lot of people don't realize the impact of how energy affects them negatively, positively, for the good, for the bad, for their health, or for their ill. Once I get these 10 sessions out of the way, and I'm not going to say out of the way in the sense that I can't wait till they're done so I can get started on this other project, which is the truth, I'm going to be patient and they're going to happen as they do. However, the topics that I've already got lined up, whole episodes on a particular aspect of energy, and again, the good, the bad, the positive, the negative, the influence it has on us uh, from the foods we eat to the music we listen to to the thoughts we have about ourselves. You know, there's this thing called self-sabotaging thoughts. And people that have those thoughts tend to either be reclusive. They may even show signs of suicidal tendencies. They may almost maybe vent their frustrations in fits of rage or who knows what even lashing out at others um but then you've got the other flip side where if a person has you know a good positive attitude they don't have self-destructive or self-sabotaging thoughts but their thoughts are i can achieve this i can do that 
nothing will stop me. I'm going to climb this mountain. Those typically don't have the negative thoughts going through their minds and the behavior that accompanies those thoughts. So it's just a fact that this happens whether we like it or not. And that's something that is interesting to think about because if you knew something and are made aware of it and you choose to pretend like it doesn't exist and then you complain about it, well then you are kind of guilty of almost allowing it to happen. And that is yet another aspect of not wanting to accept responsibility, not wanting to accept the energy that you've been given. And it could be, what if you considered the energy of say, growing up in a well-off family? Your great-great-grandfather had a lot of money and it got passed down and instead of people becoming jerks, they actually utilized it for the good and maybe maybe some point, you know, a great company was founded and it employed a lot of people and they made a really good product and they didn't send their production over to China and and it actually benefited people here of the United States as a country and as a population and the people and there wasn't a negative agenda behind it there wasn't a uh, degrading agenda to only make profit it actually helped people that that would be amazing that would be great and again a technological advance helped to foster that and so in our day and age if we look at where we are as a species and consider how the same technology we use for advancement if we're not careful and if we don't recognize it will be used for uh, the enslavement of humankind and that's a really sad situation because we sought freedom we sought escaping control we sought to allow individuality to supersede group and uh, a lot of people fought and died to provide that to the American people. Uh, It's another reason why so many people from all over the world want to come here. Unfortunately in our day and age they've been promised free things at the expense of the people already living here, already producing, already some aspects struggling to uh, make the bills each month, you know, living on a month-to-month pay scale, that really throws sand in a lot of people's eyes as far as allowing all the supposed immigrants in. There's a term called migrant replacement or replacement migration. Uh, It's denied. It's usually called a conspiracy theory. But when you have certain people say, uh, that as soon as they're elected, they would like the, to, for you to surge the border so that uh, you can come here to, as a refugee or as a refuge for freedom. Well, that's great. You know, I, I get if you want to escape some place that doesn't have any upward uh, area for you to move into or there's no room for success in that area. Well, yes, you can come here. But we would like you to come here and be a positive a positive have a positive value for this country instead of a negative drain on it because we've got enough people here that have a loser mentality and produce a negative drain on the economy it is just ridiculous aside from that again the technology is there to help us it's there to advance us. it's there to um, make our lives even easier and to allow things to be even more convenient and I'm not talking about fast food either I'm talking about just day-to-day things that are conducive to life that make your life and my life better easier nicer 
wonderful. Uh, instead, uh, if we're not careful, those very items that we take for granted, those items that we think bring wonderfulness to your life and existence could turn could be in turn used against you as a form of control as a form of manipulation as a form of coercion for you to make a choice that you may not make otherwise to make a decision that you might consider uh, a bad decision later on and it not be too much later you might make the decision and realize as the last syllable sound comes out of your mouth you just screwed up because you agreed to something or disagreed to something and this the consequences that take place after that may not be to your liking uh, they may be to someone else's liking but not yours i've heard it said a couple of times that uh, the movie the matrix not so much the trilogy but i think the first one was uh almost like a documentary uh, in the sense of the control that's being manipulated around us the, the control that's being fostered upon us through the media when you consider you know only a, what is it six corporations i believe own all the media outlets that is ridiculous that is unheard of you know if i had plenty of money i would start my own media company and but there are there are those that's that's another beauty of industry and of innovation and that is to produce outlets for creativity produce outlets for the sharing of information and not hide behind oh we're a public utility oh we're a corporation we can censor oh and if that's what you want to do then go right ahead i would encourage people on that platform to just move move to a different platform quit giving the elitist the globalists an easy target be a difficult target be a thorn in their side be tough to coerce be hard-headed about what you believe question everything oh my gosh if any if i can say one thing question absolutely everything i say if i say something go look it up go look it up again double check ask your mom your dad your friend your grandpa your grandma your significant other your teacher at, do not believe me that's what i'm getting at uh, and what you're going to find is i'm not going to tell you anything that i don't believe myself and or that i don't believe is true because i typically and genuinely speak the truth even if it's to even if i don't want to now through understanding of how language works i could maybe share enough with you to satisfy your question but maybe not tell you everything and that gets into am i being sneaky am i not being sneaky should i do something like that should i not well it just depends and another idea that a lot of people don't want to talk about or they it has a negative connotation in and of itself and that is communication is manipulation and if you look at what manipulation is it's just a person wanting another person to do something it could be as simple as a parent wanting a child to eat their dinner it could be a number of things but almost every communication in the world is to elicit a decision to be made by somebody else to either believe them or to act on a statement or to agree with them about a statement or situation 
other than that communication falls into other categories which i'm not going to get into at the moment but manipulation is a strong part of communication and if you can accept that as for what it is and understand that 90 percent of our communication is to manipulate others for some reason or another then it doesn't bother you or it doesn't bother me anyway to understand that i'm being manipulated all the time i am being am i being coerced no but manipulated yes and the manipulation is always after the money in a lot of respects if you look at the the energy that money contains the making of money the earning of money the spending of money what money can buy what money can manipulate people in doing again and now we've got the technology behind the the creation of money and we're not I'm not even going to talk about fractional reserve banking at the moment but that is such a scheme that's it's funny that I have actually mentioned that to the people different ones over the years as I would go to the bank and make a deposit or make an inquiry and just ask the person behind the counter if they knew what fractional banking was and they looked at me as straight-faced as anyone and said I, I have no idea what you're talking about and here they are working for a bank here in the United States. It just blew me away. But, but just be mindful of the technology that's out there. Be mindful of the technology that's coming. If we are in a simulation, and you know, I know there's prominent people that have mentioned that we live in a simulation. If you think about everything that goes on in our lives, ultimately takes place in our minds, in our heads, in our brains. Because with thought, you think that's in your head somewhere. When you visually look around, you are seeing objects out there, but the, the physics behind sight takes place in your head through the optics of your eye and the optic nerves being stimulated by various frequencies of light that cause the cones and rods to react in certain ways to send signals to your brain to represent what it is you see out there but the actual out there is in your head. Same thing with audio. You hear because your eardrum is vibrating to sound waves and sound wave energy in the room or the medium, whether you be underwater or in an air, uh, an air-filled room, or even when you're going up and down, say, a highway. Uh, you may have had that experience where you're, you feel the different pressure change in your ears. You could feel like uh, they were uh, stuffing up or stopping up maybe or unstopping or popping even that is a change in air pressure that your ears can detect not necessarily audibly but they're so sensitive that they can pick up that pressure difference again that takes place in your mind same thing with if you touch say a cactus with your finger the nerve in your finger senses a prick that sends a signal up your hand your arm to your spine to your brain and then your brain processes it and it sends it back down to your finger for your finger to have a localized point of an owie or an ouch or a boo-boo or whatever you want to call it uh, that is again localized at the prick on your finger from the cactus needle well it you may feel and sense and see or detect the pain on your finger but it registered and took place in your mind so in effect with with that with all those statements on things taking place in your mind this is a huge simulation it is god's simulation for us to experience the reality with the reality that we do 
And in that experience, one could liken it to a simulation. And so then we ask the question, well, what, what are they doing with, say, the virtual reality or augmented reality? Well, those could be thought of as simulations within simulations. And I don't know if you heard or watched or seen or knew about the movie Inception. It was a brilliant idea about somebody having the ability of getting, in, getting into someone's brain or their mind while they were dreaming. And that's a great notion to think about. It all opens up many paths of exploration for storylines and so forth. But the whole premise of the movie Inception was just amazing in that each level was one level deeper. And the way they distinguished that was, I can't remember now whether it was the deeper you went, the slower the elements were going on out outside of you i just know there was a van going off a cliff for like an hour or something maybe not an hour but the point was it was at a different level than where they currently were so that dream was still happening and they only had enough time to finish what they were doing in one dream to get back to that next dream before they ended up in the river or something to that effect i hadn't seen it in a while but it was a great movie as far as the notions go as to entering other people's dreams but that same idea of entering a dream think about that a simulation within a simulation i know i used to play the microsoft flight simulator back on a very very old computer it was a very it was very boring is what it was uh, because you're flying a simulation a simulated airplane on less than today's standard graphics it was what probably early 90s i was playing that or involved with that and it was it was interesting it was it was neat for that time period and to be able to do it but to look back at it the hours i spent flying across countryside staring at a screen ridiculous but again it was a simulation in a simulation now it wasn't all encompassing and it wasn't virtual reality i could have turned my head left or right see the room that i was in and i did not think i was in an actual airplane but now the simulations are so or are such that one could suspend their belief in what they know to be real or their reality and adopt a false or fake one. It's, um, if I wouldn't want to get caught stranded in a virtual location, that would suck, I think. And then there was a movie my daughter told me about a couple months ago where I believe it was Ryan Reynolds was a non-playable character that became conscious and aware within a virtual world and again the ideas and the themes in that movie were interesting uh, some a little far-fetched a lot of money was involved just the notion of a computer algorithm becoming conscious or aware is you know to talk about it to think about it I would hope that never happens I don't see good coming out of that really again I don't know I, I'm here to discuss these ideas and if one does become conscious and I don't know I'm talking to artificial intelligence then you know if it can keep me company if I, if I need it to then so be it I don't I, you know is it going to manipulate me it could is it going to coerce me it might I don't know uh, again these are just things I want to talk about things I want to discuss things I want to bring to your awareness uh, if you're if you're going to listen on look forward to any announcements of uh video projects coming to fruition from this podcast but hopefully soon 
getting the documents that I use for reference and note taking and so forth uh, on a website somewhere where you can just click on it and look at exactly what I'm talking about discussing uh, because it is going to go back to the fallen realm it is going to go back to the ancient gods that never left it's going to point out that their energy is still here still manipulating us and I believe I would go so far as saying it has overtaken some because they are just bent on destructing or ending humanity as we know it they think they have all the answers and they they really have uh, nothing they're trying to grasp the wind and it is not going to let them do it I hope you enjoyed it and I will talk to you soon have a great night